Okay, let's start with Parsha Shmos, Tavshin Ayin Ches. As we start a new Sefer, a new world, we have finished the world of individuals and we are now starting the world of family, the world of a nation. And uh, we start off with, uh, obviously, the exciting uh, birth of the greatest leader of, of our history, Moshe Rabbeinu, and, and a lot more. So just start off with something that's not on your sheet because I heard it after I made up the sheet. But I heard it um, in the name of Rav Shamshan Rafal Weiss, who's a mechutin of the uh, of Rav Chaim Shvalev. It's an unbelievable small thought to start off tonight's year, and that is the beginning of the of Paragimel, where Moshe Rabbeinu first meets first Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and he um, Hashem appears in the sne. And what happens? Hashem says to Moshe, "Vayar Hashem kisar leros, The first words that Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Vayomer Moshe Moshe, Vayomer Hineni." Moshe, Moshe, here I am. Vayomer atikrav halom, don't come closer. Shalna alecha me'al raglecha. Take off your shoes. Ki amakam asher atomeda love admas kodesh hu. It's holy ground. Take off your shoes. So Moshe Rabbeinu is spoken to by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But what is the first thing that Hashem says? He says, Moshe, yes, it's holy ground. Please take off your shoes. If it was a makam kadosh, shouldn't that be the first thing that Hakadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe, quickly take off your shoes. But that's not what happens. First, Hashem says, Moshe, Moshe. Moshe says, I'm here. Then Hashem says, take off your shoes. So says, Rav Shamsher Nafal Weiss, maybe it wasn't a Makam Kodesh, Makam Kadosh, until Moshe answered Hineni. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, Moshe, Moshe, he says Hineni. Once Moshe took that step, once Moshe connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then it became a Makom Kadosh. And he gave the mashal, and if you look at it, an outlet in the wall, the outlet has tremendous energy in it. There's so much power in that outlet. But it's not coming out. It's not jumping out at me. It's in there. But the second I put something in there, then I bring out all of that energy. All of that potential inside is brought out through what I stick into the outlet. I bring out the energy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is there. The Ruchnius is there, but I have to say Hineni. I have to enter in. I have to take that first step. And once I do that, then Admas Kodesh. There's no Admas Kodesh without the Jew, without the person taking that step and saying Hineni. It could be tremendous, tremendous Koach, a tremendous Ruchnius that's waiting for us. But we have to first say Hineni, and then it could be like that outlet that the power's in there, but we have to just, we have to just bring it out. Okay, so now let's get back to the beginning of the Parsha and the beginning of the Sefer. V'yelash mos b'nei Yisrael, ha-ba'im Mitzrayimah. These are the names. Eis Yaakov, Ishuv, Esobo. Right, Yaakov and his family. Ruvain, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Yisach, Zvulun, Binyamin, Tom, and Naftali, God, Va'asher, all of the Shvatim. It's pointed out also that it's interesting we no longer have the split of different mothers. Right, we are all now one nation. We are all now the Shiftei Kah. Up until now, there was always the Bnei Rachel and the Bnei Leah and the Bnei Shvachos. Now it's just the Bnei Yisrael. And who's the first person to say Bnei Yisrael? To call them Bnei Yisrael? That, of course, is Paro. Paro d- d- calls us and describes us and identifies us as a nation. Right? We're called in Pasuk Zayin, Bnei Yisrael, Paru Yirbu, Bimon Maod. We're called Bnei Yisrael. And by the Torah, but in this context, right? And, and Mitzrayim worked B'nai Yisrael B'farach in Pasuk Yud Gimel, right? We have all of these, uh, 
uh, the, the discussions of the Am. And we have the uh, discussion of the final solution, the beginnings of it. There it is, Pasuk Tess. Right? The Am B'nai Yisrael. Power was the first one to call us the nation of B'nai Yisrael. Okay, let's get back to the the beginning, though, to make a point that we made in a Haggadah a number of years ago. And that is from the Beis Halevi in source number one. Paro here is the first king to deal with the nation. Right? We are now a nation. We haven't been a nation up until now. The first place that we lived, the first nation that we dealt with, hated us. The first nation that we dealt with, this is the root of it all. As we know, whenever we want to find something, look at the beginning of history and the first time it appears. Where's the first time we have a nation that, or leaders that hate Am Yisrael? Right here. That means Paro and Mitzrayim is the root of all anti-Semitism. The root of all hatred of Jews starts right here. So let's look at the factor. How do they create a, a uh, society? How do they create a feeling that the Jews should be hated? Where does it come from? So the Torah tells us. The Torah tells us in the Pesukim themselves. We just have to read between the lines a little bit. The king says to his nation, right, in Pasuk Tess, Am b'nei Yisrael rav imenu. They are many. They are many and great. Let's deal wisely with them. Pen yirbe, v'chulu, v'nosav gamhu al-sareinu. And what does he do? By yasimu alav saremisim, he puts uh, uh, princes and taxes and, and aggressors over us. Lubananoso b'sivlosam. Says the Beis HaLevi. What's, how, how does an anti-Jewish, anti Am Yisrael, how do they start? How do they convince others to join them? How are they able to um, breed their pernicious attitude into other people? Says the Beis Halevi on line three. When it went up in his mind to act wickedly to B'nai Yisrael, it is not ethical that the other nations of the world might look at Mitzrayim, the most civilized nation, the most modern nation, and all of a sudden they're just going to wipe out and exterminate and, and throw babies into the river? It's pasnished, as we would say. You know, how, how, that, that doesn't look good in the newspapers. So I have to come up with a story. I have to come up with a cover. I have to come up with an excuse. So what do I do? al Kain, al davar so what's the first step? We try and start to dehumanize the Jew. We start to explain and convince ourselves that he's not really one of us. He's not really part of the human race. He's somewhere devilish, you know, the root of all problems. Before we do anything, I'm just planting seeds. I'm just convincing. Right? So what does Paro first do? He calls a cabinet meeting and he probably sent out the minutes in the newspapers. Right? Right there. That's, that's a Rabatsum in a negative way. Right? They're going to come and they're going to... You know, these, these Jews are dangerous. These Jews are, are evil. You can't trust them. There's no, there's no loyalty. Look what they do to our God. Right? They eat our God. And explain that. You call these people human? You call these people um, 
upstanding individuals in society. That's the root. Before we even have the Shibud described, we have Paro's expressing what he thinks of us. These rich Jews, right? They're awesome. They're rich, but you know what? Mimenu is all from us, right? These Jews love money, right? Where, where does that come from over the past thousands of years? It comes from this pasuk right here. It comes from Paro. Started here, right? Klomar shamitzriim. Right, everything in Shylock and in Shakespeare is from thousands of years before. You don't have to look there, right? Uh, English literature, right? Shylock doesn't start there, right? You go back a couple thousand years before the world was created. But Paro, that's what Paro does. He convinces himself and others that the Jews are a leech. An infection that has to be cut off. They're not loyal. They're, they're, they're not good for the country. They're not good for the nation. That's, that's how anti-Semitism starts. That's how it becomes acceptable to treat Jews in a dehumanizing way. Right in the the German media for years before World War II started. Looking at the there's a whole section in in uh, in in Yad Vashem about the media beforehand, how it came to be that the entire Jewish people thought that the Jews were the devil and the Jews didn't deserve to live. And that's exactly, this is what we used a couple of years ago in the Haggadah, in the Pesach Shir, in the Haggadah Shir. What did we say in the Haggadah? What is Vayareyu? They made us bad. They made us look bad in the eyes of the world. They called the Jewish nation an apartheid nation. They called the Jewish nation a nation that is attacked. Uh, is attacking and and uh, money hungry and land hungry, and it's all mimenu. It's all hurting us. It's not the first time we have had that in history, but it started with Paro, and it's as we know ad hayomazeh, and that's the quotes even a pasuk in Tehillim, in Parak Samachtes cherpa shavra libi vianusha, cherpa embarrassment. Cherpa is even more than embarrassment, like busha v'cherpa. It's a lowliness has broken me. Vianusha and I have uh, and I have uh, given up, right? And that's what he, the Beis Halevi explains. It's from the cherpa that we then become broken. The first step is the is the cherpa, and that's exactly what Paro did as the first anti-Semite in the history of Bnei Yisrael. Uh, we have here the roots of it. The key is to dehumanize us, and then once we're not human, so then. Uh, the enemy could do whatever they want with us and not feel bad about how they act. Okay. So what happens? This is the plan, but the problem is it's not working, right? They try to make it hard for us and we keep having babies. Lots of babies, right? Shisha b'keres echad. So Pyro comes up with the second step. Vayomer melech mitzrayim lam yaldoso ivriyos. Pasuk tezvav. The Melech Mitzrayim talks to the Mialdosa Ivriyos. Not for now. We'll talk about this a little bit on Shabbos. Those who are here. But it doesn't say Paro here. 
all of a sudden it's Melech Mitzrayim. Emphasizing Mitzrayim to the Mialdos Ha'ivrios. There's something national going on here. Okay, not for now. But Yom Mitzrayim, go look in the Bnei Saschar on Chodesh Nisan, discusses it. Melech Mitzrayim says to the Mialdos Ha'ivrios and Sher Hashem Acha Shifra Hashem Hashem is Pua. Shifra and Pua. Va Yom Rabiyalad Chenes Ha'ivrios or Yisen Alav Noyim in Bein Huvami Tenoto. If you see a boy, kill him. Vimbashi Vachaya. Why? Rashi quotes Chazal that the, astro- the astronomers saw that the Moshia of B'nai Yisrael will be a, bo- a boy that will be born soon, and therefore you have to get rid of them, and that is what they, that is what they did, that's what they were, they were told to do, and of course they did what they did. Question that many ask, we know Rashi tells us Shifra and Pua were really not their names, those were Egyptian names, like we know Pei is a very common, and Pei and Resh are in a lot of the, the name, Paro, Shifra, Pua, Ephraim, even, right? So Rashi quotes though, Shifra zu Yocheved, al shem shema shaperes esavlad, Shifra is Yocheved because she coddles the baby, mishaperes, and, and shapes him, and, and, uh, and, um, warms him. Pua ze Miriam, shepoe umidaberes vehogelavlad, kederech anoshim hamafaisos tino kaboche. It's like a child, uh, who is crying, and the mother, you know, goo-goos and, and makes sounds, and, you know, it makes the child feel good, not even with words. Just sounds, right? Poem. Poo, poo, poo. Right? And, uh, making sounds like that. So that is the, what the, uh, they are known for. So a question that we've dealt with in the past, but this year we'll see it through the eyes of, of, uh, of Repinkus. Says Repinkus in source number two. Vihine. Yocheved harihaisa haisha hagadolava chashuva jovoso ador. Yocheved. We know who Yocheved was. Her husband was the God of Ador. And we know from Esecha Sota, Amram. Right? This was one of the, one of the greatest women of the generation. And she was born right on the way in. She was very old. And she had a baby when she was very old. Why the Ramban talks about that at the end of Sefer Bracious. Why the Torah doesn't mention it. She was even older than, than Sarah was. She was, she was a very famous individual. And yet she's called Shifra. Shifra. The godless of Shifra that she swaddled the baby. And Miriam, Miriam and Aviyah, Miriam who was a Nevia at a very young age. Right? How old was Miriam here? Right? We know Miriam was only six years older than Moshe. So she was a pretty young midwife that's uh, acting with Yerat Shemayim and, and she was a prophetess, right? Even before Moshe was born. That means well, she was less than six years old. She was already being a Nevia. So... She was a very special woman, and yet her, her name is hidden. And it says, Pua. Also, number one, why are their names hidden? Number two, what is the significance of the work that they're named after? Did these names show their greatness? Shitzilu Bahir of Nefesh, how did the, how did the, how does this description, this identification, how does this show their greatness? So a number of years ago, we mentioned a great thought from Rav Yeruchim, which, who he, he generalized this, to say that, well, it was little actions, but they took it very seriously, and they realized their little actions were saving Klal Yisrael. And that's where Rav Yeruchim mentioned, great people make little things great, and little people make great things little. We spoke about that then. But Rav Pincus, has a, another idea, more focused on the story itself. 
these little actions really show how far they went. There's a child, let's say there's a child in a in the hospital. There's a child in the ICU. All the doctors, all the nurses are around. And they're working very hard. Working very hard to try to save this child. To help this child. Let's say everybody's wearing all the same clothing. The doctors aren't wearing white coats. Nobody has stethoscopes on their necks. Everybody's wearing the same clothing. How can you tell who the mother is? Let's assume they're all female. Right? So how do you know who the mother is? They're all there. They're all taking care of the child. They're trying to do the best. Because the mother is making sounds with the child. The mother is coddling the child. The mother is not just worrying about the medical side of things. The mother maybe is worrying about the human and the child side of the child. The doctors and the nurses are more focused on the big things. You know, what's the blood, that's the, uh, the blood pressure, and when was the last time the temperature was taken, and the big things. Uh, you know, does he, does he think he needs a, a little, uh, you know, cold compress on the forehead? Do you think his toes are cold? That's not the doctors and the nurses, right? That's the mother, right? The mother, that's Misha Peres Upoe. Veracha eme otsem because the mother is focused on the little things too. Halavai, all doctors should be focused on the little things too. But at least in in uh, in the natural realm, it's the mother that has that feeling that does it, and that's Yocheved and Miriam. All these children were their own children. This wasn't a job. They weren't the doctors and the midwives taking care of the of the nation and the strangers that were coming in. They were Mishaperes Upoa. They looked at each child like it was their child. But the fact that they didn't kill the babies, that's not so great. What? Every, what? The other women would have killed the babies. The other women in Klai Yisrael would have, would have uh, done this? Let's assume that many of them wouldn't have done that. Not for saving them did they, were they zochet to such families in Batim. Rock. The point is, even in that dangerous time, that the boys were in, even there, they didn't lose their humanness. They didn't do, lose their motherly love, and not only for their own children, but for the children of others, who they looked at as their own children. To goo and make sounds with them. Things that are not needed, but they're reflections of love. That's the sign. It was their child. Because we know, if it's not one's child, there's already a chilek. Rav Shradron writes in one of his books of a, um, of a certain time, he says that he was once, there was a boy in Shari Chesed that, that scraped his knee. And uh, he was really screaming and crying. He was very upset about it. So Rav Shradron says he picked him up and he was carrying He's carrying him to the, where he lived. And he's carrying, and he sees an, uh, a woman coming from down the street from the other side that he knew. And the mother's like, Ay, ay, Rafur Shalema, Rafur Shalema. 
Right? She sees, uh, as he, as from the other side, he's like, thank you, thank you, Fushlema. Yeah, he, he heard himself. Fushlema, as the woman gets closer, she realizes it's her own grandson. And all of a sudden, she's like, is he okay? Is he okay? What's happening? What? Is he okay? All of a sudden, it's a different story. All of a sudden, it's not just Rafur Shlema, it's, it's mine. And that's, 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 that's more of a connection. Shifra and Pua, they had that, it wasn't different. Maybe it was. A little, maybe it was super duper for their own children, which is fine, but, but to see other people's children as your own, like in that story, and that's what Shifra and Pua is, that was their gavos. They were Mishaperis Upoe, even in these, even in these circumstances. Okay. Moving right along a similar idea, but in a different, in a different context. Again, a thought we mentioned a number of years ago, but it's something that's so important that, uh, we'll mention it again. So we have Batomarna, Yaldos El Paro. Paro says, what's going on here? What'd you do? Why do I see little baby boys? And then obviously it was too late. Little baby boys, I can't just uh, kill them. Batomarna, Yaldos El Paro, passing your test. Kilochanashima Mitsriosa Ivrios. These Jewish women, they are not like the Egyptian women. They are chayos. What does it mean that they are chayos? Uncle says, They're wise. They're wise. What does that mean that they're wise? Somehow they don't let us do this. We're too late. Because again, Pyro wanted to hide the fact that he was killing them. Kill them and say they were stillborn. Once they were born, it's clear that Pyro said, Oh, okay, what can I do? Hashem was good to the Miyaldos, Vayirev Ha'am, Vayatsmu Ma'od, and the Am kept multiplying and multiplying. Vayiki Yaruam Yaldos Asalokim, they feared Hashem, Vayas Lohem Batim. And they gave them houses, which and we know Rashi says, Bate Kihuna and Bate Malchus. It's interesting, if you look at the Psukim, the Pasik says in Pasakhaf that Hashem was good to the Miyaldos. Hashem gave them something. Vayetav, Vayetav Elohim Lamialdos. What would we expect right after that? We know, what was their schar, if you ask anybody without looking at the psukim, what was the schar of Yochaved? The Batekehun and the Batekehun. But there's two phrases in between. Pasachaf and Pasachafalaf. Pasachaf, Ayetav Elohim Lamialdos. Hashem was good to them. So then we would expect the phrase at the end of Chafalaf, Vayasla and Batim. It doesn't say that though. First it says, Hashem was good to them, and then it adds in, Vayirev Ha'am Vayatsmu Ma'ot. And the A multiplied. Why is that stuck in? It says he was good to them. The Am multiplied. They had Yerat Shemayim and they had Batim. Says the Darke Musa, Rav Naiman, source number three. There's a deeper idea here. Again, very similar to the thought that we just that we just said. They could be connected. Quotes Rashi, Vayaslam Batim, Vitachem Omar Pashut. The being good that Hashem was giving to the Miyaldos wasn't just the Batim which was going to be a personal schar for them later on in their descendants. But read the Pesukim Kipshuto. What was the goodness that he gave to them? The Am multiplied. V'yitachem lomar pashut. V'yitav elokim lamiyaldos. Ma'hi hatova? V'yirev ha'am v'yatzmu ma'od klomar. Zesha riba ha'am ha'isa hatova lamiyaldos b'schar ma'asein. Their schar, what they really got out of it? was that the A multiplied. That was 
how they looked at their the, the greatest char that they could have gotten. Ki amiyaldos, kasher atorah meida alein ki yaro amiyaldos eser alokim lo hayemakabos si pukan bazeh shashem yitiv lohem boofan prati v'yaslem batim. You think all they wanted was a personal gain of of descendants of kings and priests that wouldn't ha- wouldn't have sufficed for them. That wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been happy with that. Right, they do a mitzvah, okay, in a few generations. You're, no, now. They're for the Am. They're not for themselves. So the goodness that they had primarily was Vayirev Ha'am Vayatz Mumaot. What, when they were, B'nai Yisrael should be suffering and I'm going to get a personal reward, that doesn't work. Bo bizman sha'am Yisrael misboses bidamo, banav nishlachim l'kliya v'kliya chalil nishkefes lo, that's that's that doesn't work. That in a couple of generations, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the melech and the and the and the kohen. No, aval im zachu liros beinayin. Second paragraph. If they see in their own eyes, shakadosh baruch hu berov chasadav hefers machshavasu shalosa rasha v'suchleitz also. They see that there's there's a puravu. There's unbelievable amounts of children being born. That's what's going to gladden their heart. Zui hatava haikarit sheitivi manashen. That will be the greatest hatava. Vrak achar kach shehuta matzavam kulo. Once it's good for the am, okay, then I'll take take something for personally for myself. After vayire vayatzmu, so then the batim could come along. Yachuyulu hamiyaldos lahargish as hatava bechayeyan. They didn't even feel it until after it was good for the am. Turning the page, Mikan, Sheish Hama'Allah. Right, what do we learn from here? Again, same similar idea than what we just said. These great high level individuals in our nation, the godless was that they didn't see themselves for themselves. They saw themselves as part of a, part of a larger national family. Mikan, Sheish Hama'Allah, Makabal Sipuk Nafshi, Malay, Ach Varak Betova, Shemagiel Zulaso, Vekoshigan Laklal Kulo. Ishama Allah, an uplifted individual who we all have to strive to be. When I, when do I feel good? Not if just I get something. If everybody gets something. If other people get something. The opposite of losach mode. Right? The opposite. It's not about personal. Right? Number one and ten in the Aserah Sedibris. Anochi, if I have a great connection to Akadish Baruch when I realize my place. So then, Losachmod. In Matzavo Shalaklal Barahu, if I, if the Tzibur, if the people around me are having difficulty, so then what, what good is it that I'm in a good state? You know, it doesn't feel, I can't feel any, any Tanuge Olamazer if, if everyone else is not. Yadua Hadavar. And he says, or Darki Musa writes now, obviously after World War II, It's known, if there are four brothers that live together, and one or two of them pass on, The people left naturally come together tighter. You have four brothers, only three left, so they, they're, they're tighter. Two left, they're very close. They're even closer than they were before, because we're the only ones left. We gotta hang on and be there for each other. Gam anu nivchanim bezos b'midas avas Yisrael. That's the challenge of our generation. And sometimes the place where we see we have the most difficulty—that's exactly our challenge. You know, every generation. We just could just look at our generation. How much machlokas there is amongst Am Yisrael 
amongst all different parts of Am Yisrael or different uh, sections within the Orthodox community. Rachman al-Itzlan. But he says, that's what Kodesh Baruch is looking at us. The She'er is After we lost a third of our nation. We have to feel as if we lost brothers and therefore we have to be more connected to the ones that are left. How difficult, how it saddens the heart. When we see that slacha of someone else, we're jealous. We just wish it was me and not him. We have to try to overcome that attitude. And then he quotes an amazing ha'ara that he heard about Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. He would look outside, he would see the sunrise, and he would be unbelievably happy. Unbelievable simcha. But the sun, the sun, the sun is the source of all energy. The sun is the source of of warmth in the world and light. Imagine if there was no sun. Imagine, imagine it would be dark the whole day. Hashem could have created the world like that. How depressing! The sun never rises; it's just dark. Right? Could have done that. There are some places in the in the in the world that is cloudy ninety five percent of the time. Right, but it's uh, it's harder to be simcha a little bit. So we're we're affected. But Hashem, he, the amazing, he sees the sunrise, unbelievable. The question is, why don't we feel that way? We see a sunrise, we're like, wow, it's beautiful. Okay, and then it then it then it doesn't last. So he quotes from um, one of his rabbeim that explains. When do I feel more besimcha? When I get something, not when we get something. Just that's the way we all are, right? If I get an unbel- if I get a raise, if I get a new position, if I get an unbelievable something, I'm very happy. So why aren't I just as happy when the sun rises in the morning? That's a goodness to the entire world. Rishon Salanter had a love for everybody, and therefore he was so happy. Because he realizes what a great matana. He felt it. Everybody else, that's fine. That's not only fine, that's good. He's even happier if he could share it. Right? And that's, that would these me, these me, Ivrios. If they had that attitude, what good would the Batim do if I don't, if Am Yisrael is, is, is Bitsaris? And that's why they had that attitude. We mentioned in another context a number of years ago, a similar idea from Rav Shimon Shkup. Shimon Shkup in the Hagdama to Yishari Yosher, his Lamdish work about Chazaka and Rove and many other, uh, topics. So he discusses that we are all ourselves. We're, we're all an Ani. That's me. But life's about expanding that Ani to include more than just who I'm born with. When we're born, we only have one Ani, and that's me. You know, babies are very selfish. Babies put themselves in the center of the world. When I'm hungry, I'll scream. I don't care how little sleep my parents had. I'll scream, I'll cry, and that's it. And you need to take care of me. And it takes a long time to get rid of that attitude as we grow. Hopefully, we it starts by by bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah, and hopefully it 
it, it uh, goes a little bit more. Sometimes we go in other directions in our teenage years, but hopefully eventually we get to the stage where the Ani is not just me. But says Rav Shimon Shkup, the Rishona, source five, Rigshi Avas Atzmo, Rigshi Avas Zulaso, Zulazu, even though on the surface, the feelings of love for myself and the feelings of love for others are going in opposite directions, right? If I focus on myself, I can't focus on you. If I focus on you, I'm not focusing on myself. So they're really, they're opposites. Avalaleinu lehishtadeo lahaamit bazeh limso hasagula hamaachedes osam. Acharei kishneim doresh Hashem eitanu. Hashem wants us to love ourselves, but he also wants us to love others. So how can he ask us to do opposite things? The answer is they're not opposite. We have to expand ourselves. And if we expand ourselves, then they're both going in the same direction. Right? How do you define the ani? This is how the mile of a person will be measured. The lowest level, as we said before, is me. Just me. That's the focus of my life. Arrogance and gaiva. That's it. Right? Asaf. Give me some of that red stuff. Just give it to me. A little bit higher. Right? Maybe I, a little bit higher, I'm focused not only on my physical, but also on my spiritual, but it's still all about me. I want to get ahead. It's all about my learning and my well, being a great person and uh, knowing a lot. He does it in two steps. I would do it in one step. I would do it in two steps. Spouse and family. Right? My ani. Hopefully everybody has that attitude as they get married. Right? The ani all of a sudden becomes doubled. Right? They're right then. Right? There's no more I. It's we, which is I. Right? And family. And then, if we have the right attitude, like we just saw from the Mialdos, the ani has to be expanded to the entire nation. That's what we have to do, even though it's hard. Even though it's hard. And that, of course, this is the basis for a halacha. Call Yisrael, If I already did the mitzvah, how can I be motzi you? How am I still considered a bar chiyuva? If you didn't do the mitzvah yet, then I'm lacking. Right? It's even reflected in halacha, which shows the greatness and the depth of it. And maybe in a certain sense, he even says, not just the Jewish nation, all of mankind has to be, you know, in our purview. Right? We have to be, right? We have to be in our lagoyim. And it has to be We have to care about what's going on in the world. And if the people are suffering in the world. And why is the state of Israel the first one to send help to any, any, uh, you know, uh, uh, natural disaster in the whole world? Because that's Am Yisrael. Right? The nation feels the Ani for the whole world. And that's all even alluded to in a very challenging statement to understand, unless you have this shot or others, in Mesecha Sukkah. Hillel, remember Hillel's statement, Hillel, one of the greatest 
humble people in history. He never got married, the Gemara says in, in uh, uh, Shabbos Laman Aleph. Right, he never married. It was his Hillel. And what does Hillel say in Sukkah? Im ain anili mili. Which Pashas means, hey, if I'm not here, nobody's here. The party didn't start till I get here. Right? That's what you read the, 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 on the surface. No, no, no. What does it mean? Im ain anili, if I don't expand my ani to be so great, mili, then what am I? I'm just for myself. That's, it's not how I'm supposed to be. The Ani can't be Mitsumsan to that. Right? How big, how large is my concentric circle? How much does it include? This is not, to be emphatic, this does not mean that I should treat you know, uh, I should give equal time to my stranger's, stranger's friend, kids, and my own kids. Obviously, there's a responsibility to a parent to show special, specific attention to, obviously, spouses and children. But, in a deeper sense, to recognize the responsibility, the communal responsibility that one has to teach Torah to as many people as they can, to teach uh, values, to be an Arlagoyim, that's the Ani, and that is what is mentioned by the uh, Darke Musser regarding the Miyaldose Ivrio. So it's really a similar idea that Rav Pincus has and the, and the Darke Musser has, but it's said in uh, different uh, emphases. Okay. Something very special. We had a thought here. Again, we started off with the, uh, the thought about Kedusha only comes when you say Heineni. So here's our Eretz Yisrael thought of the evening. So the Medrash tells us, many are familiar with the Medrash, it's quoted in source number six, Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Midian, right? Fast forwarding, Moshe Rabbeinu, he breaks up the three fights, right? The third fight is the one we're focusing on now. He goes out of the palace, and after he's by Yigdal, and he goes out of the palace, and Mitzri hitting a Jew, kills the Mitzri, self-defense. Second day, he breaks up the fighting of Dustin and Aviram, and then he runs to Midian. He can't. He should keep a, a low profile. He doesn't. He has to stand up when he sees the injustice. And Vayavo Arom Vayigarshum, Beis Yudzayin, Vayaka Moshe Vayoshiyan Vayashkes Sonam. And what does he do? He stands up and he saves their their uh, sheep. And he saves them. Vatavona El Ruel Avihen. They come to Ruel. They come to Yisro. Vayomer Madumi Arden Boyom. Wow, that was quick today. Vatomarna Ishmitzri. An Egyptian man saved us from the shepherds. And he also gave us water. And he gave our sheep water. You read this passage, you don't think there's anything negative going on here about Moshe Rabbeinu. But of course, Chazal pick up on this. That Moshe Rabbeinu is called an Ishmitzri and he doesn't argue. Assuming that he was there when they said this. We'll get back to that. But the Major says, Omar Lafanov, right, source number six. Uh, Ribona Shalom. It's not fair. Yosef's bones go in? Okay, I can't go in. May Mariva. But at least I should be buried. At least I should be buried in Eretz Israel. Omar Lakarish Barachu. Misha Hode Ba'artso. Nikvar Ba'artso. The one who was Mode in his land could be buried in his land. If you're not moded to be a Ben Eretz Yisrael, you're not going to be buried there. Where do we see that? Yosef hodeh ba'artso minayin. Where do we see that Yosef was moded? Gviraso omeres. Re'u hevilanu ish ivri. 
Vigomer, right? The Ashes Potiphar. Look, this, this Jewish man. Velokofar. He did not deny that Ella. Gunov Gunavti me Eretz Ha'ivrim. He acknowledged. Ever Ivri, Eretz Yisrael. Lochei Nikbar Ba'artso. And he was buried as the parak that it says at the end of Sefer Yehoshua. Yosef was buried in uh, Shechem. Atashlo hodesa ba'artzacha. You, Moshe, who did you were not mowed in your land? Einata nikvar ba'artzacha. You're not be. You, you will not. You're not zocher. Kate said why? This parsha. Benos Yisro Omros ish mitzri slanum yadaroim. Vuhu shomei avashosek. He doesn't say a word. He's called an ish mitzri lefichach lo nikvar ba'artzo. So he wasn't buried. Asks of Suriel, Ramosh Suriel. Ramosh Suriel has various encyclopedic works out on Otros HaTorah, Otros, Otros HaRambam, Otros Maharal, right? Uh, many Otros, um, from amazing, uh, amazing, uh, encyclopedic svarbs. He has a little Kuntris that I, uh, received last year. Kuntris, Ot- it's Otros Eretz Chemda. Chazals and Zohars and Rishonim and Achronim, all about Eretz Yisrael. So he quotes this Medrash. And he says it's not fair. It's not a good comparison. Right? Yosef was Modeh Ba'artso. Moshe Rabbeinu was not Modeh Ba'artso. But wait a minute. Yosef was born there. Yosef was born there. So obviously, he hears Ish Ivri. That's fine. Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't born there. Never lived there. So why is it? What? He should say, Hi, I'm Israeli. What do you mean you're Israeli? What do you mean you're Ish Yisraeli, Ish Ivri? You were never born there. You were, what, what's, why is it fair? V'yishla Tamua, top of the next page, source number seven. Hari ain't donim domin It's not parallel. Yosef emes no lot of Eretz Yisrael. V'lochein hodala emes. Aval Moshe Rabbeinu no lot b'mitzrayim. V'kaitzad yagidal atzmo, ani ivri. What, he's going to say, no, I'm an ivri. Yeah, what makes you an ivri? Were you born there? No. You ever lived there? No. What makes you an ivri? Says of Suriel, Ella, based on Chazal, Mutal al kol Yehudi liros as atzmo shu ben Eretz Yisrael. Every single Jew in the world, no matter where they are, even if it was before ben Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael for the first time, needs to identify themselves as a ben Eretz Yisrael. Verak b'mikre. It just happens to be a temporary state. Moshe was never there yet. He wasn't born there, but he was held accountable. But that's how every Jew has to identify themselves and feel. And he quotes from the Ostrov, sir. He always used to sign his letters. Ani ben Eretz Yisrael, la'is atan Happen to be in Gaulus now, but I am a Ben Eretz Yisrael. They identify like that. Right? That's how Moshe Rabbeinu was held, was taken to task. And he even says in the footnotes, and even though you might say, well, how do you even know Moshe Rabbeinu heard them say this? Right? What does it say? He says they went to tell them, and then they say, what does Yisrael say? Hey, call him inside. Give him some bread. See, Patras, he wasn't even there. It says of Suriel, so maybe it's even deeper. He should have known that they would have gotten the misimpression that he was an Ishmitzri. So he should have gone out of his way to identify himself. Don't think I'm a Mitzri. I happen to be there right now. But don't think that that's my Mahus. Elatinus Chazal, see in the footnote. Shayeroy lo lomar lebros Yisro. Odonom das alba'er. Altitu mipne mipne lovusheli. Ki ani ain't a Mitzri. 
Ela ani ivri. And that's why he was Na'anash. And that's what we have to all focus on and recognize. Then he quotes something that we quoted in, in other years. He quotes from Rechayim Shmuelevitz in the Sichas Musr, who talks about Ein Torah, Katara, Zeret Yisrael, and Avir, Zeret Yisrael, Machim. He says, why is it that sometimes we don't, we don't, uh, connect to it? It's because it's our, it's our fault. If we would identify ourselves, even those of us who have the schus of living here, we have to deepen the connection of being a Ben Eretz Yisrael. It can't just be a geographic state. It has to be a an ontological reality. It has to be something that defines who we are. If we're not we have to recognize, we have to recognize our connection, even if we're here, but Kalvachomer. If we're not here, we have to recognize the center of the Jewish past, present, and future is only in one place, and that, of course, is in Eretz Yisrael. And that was Moshe Rabbeinu. It was only the Jewish future then. And still, he was held accountable. You have to be identified as that. Okay. Moving right along to the snap. We started off with the snap. But then we have Moshe Rabbeinu refusing. Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe, it's time. After I take off, he took, takes off his shoes... I saw what's happening to my nation in Mitzrayim, and I'm going to bring him back to Eretz Yisrael. Right? We know the first time that Moshe, that Hashem spoke to, just it, it fits into what we just said. The first conversation that Hashem had with Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Moshe is about Eretz Yisrael. Right? It's mentioned. I need you to take them out to bring them to the Eretz Tova Rechava, Eretz Zavas Lavadvash, the Chulu. So I need you. Go down to Paro. Go down to Paro. What's Moshe's reaction? So we could think about this and to compare this to other people in history, in Tanakh, when Hashem asked them to do something. Most of the time, people didn't refuse. Most of the time, they didn't refuse. Right? Sometimes they were... They hid, they didn't want it, but once they were told by God, this is it, this is it. Once David was anointed, he was anointed. Once Shaul was anointed, he was Nechba and Ben Akalim. But once it was done, it was done. Yermio didn't want to do it because he saw nobody was going to listen to him. And he was going to get tortured and thrown in jail. Right? And he was giving messages that nobody wanted to hear. But what happened here with Moshe? No, 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 not me. They sent somebody else. Send somebody else. I'm not. Who am I? Who am I? Asks Rav Yeruchim Levavitz, Who is Moshe to say, Who am I? He has such a deep recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if Hashem tells him to do something, do it. What is, what is exactly is, is Moshe Rabbeinu saying? And if you look in the Rashi, Rashi adds in, who am I to speak in front of Malachim? Who are Am Yisrael? Do they deserve to go out? What do you mean, do they deserve to go out? I'm telling you to take them out. You want to ask me kashas? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, it's like uh, sometimes a parent wants to do something to a child. And then the other sibling says, hey, they don't deserve it. Can you let me be the parent? You know, let me be the parent. It's not your business. Stay out of it. This is what I'm doing. Hashem says, I'm taking B'nai Yisrael out of Israel. Moshe's like, do they really deserve that? What's Moshe doing? I understand. And then over and over again. So what exactly is the message? Says the Rav Yeruchim, it's also connected to the beginning of next week's parsha. Says Rav Yeruchim, line six. Simple, simple. 
Ki ha'avos, nafalak v'chalak dolim, shamru teva v'yaru ma'ol la'avar aleha. Generally, generally, the avos were in the world of teva. Not too many nisim occurred in the daily life of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Yes, the four kings, the five kings, maybe there was something there, but generally it was teva. What miracles occurred in Sefer Bracious? Where was the miraculous for salvations? Moshe Rabbeinu thinks to himself, Derech teva, the Jews are not getting out. So you want me to be involved in this? It's not happening. Moshe didn't know anything else besides what happened to his great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So that's why he says, What does Hashem answer him? Right, right in says Mianochi. What does Hashem answer? What's the first phrase? The first answer to the first refusal. Ki imach. means we're about to start a new world. We're about to start a new world. It's going to be an Ehye world. What's an Ehye world? Mida acheres legamre. It's a mida acheres. This is not going to be you and my helping you. This is going to be me and you'll be the cover. And you'll be a little bit letting him know what's going to happen. This is not what you think, Moshe Rabbeinu, and therefore this is a major change in the history of the world and of Am Yisrael. Line 11. Up until now, Yaakov Avinu Alicha Shalohi, El Hashem Yashem, Tiyazraso. It was Yaakov and Hashem helped him. And all the Avos, Lokini Yitzias Mitzrayim, Yekadosh Baruch Hu Bechvodo Batzmo Golam, Hashem did it. El Hashem Eretzono Yisbarach Haya Moshe Rabbeinu Ki Misayeh. Moshe did a little help, not really, right? Hashem Velo Malach, Hashem Velo Sarif. It was really Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So who's the main player and who's the help? Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu, it's different now. It's different. It's not Ein Somech Halanes, Somech Halanes. That's the way it's going to be, starting in next week's parsha. And that's what it means. The Medrash, he quotes the Medrash, I gave you the Medrash in source number 10. He says, in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, nitbarer Moshe alasakav. There was clarity. There was birur. Why? Because all of a sudden, Hashem is today, it's not going to be as hard as it was to recognize me in the days of Avram, Yisak, and Yaakov. There's going to be birur in the world through you and through me. And therefore, this is going to be a, to- a new change in a change in the world of something that's not going, not, that has not been seen yet in the history of the world. Good. So Moshe Rabbeinu ultimately he doesn't really have a choice. So what does he do? He gets his family ready and he starts going back to Mitzrayim, going back to Mitzrayim. After they don't believe me, they don't believe me, all the different signs. So where does he start going back? Vayelech Moshe, Vayshishi. He says, Yisrael, I'm going back. So what does he do? He takes his wife and kids. Takes his wife and kids, he puts them on the donkey, he goes back to Mitzrayim, then we have the incident of the bris milah, right, a lot to talk about there, not right now, but what does he do? Finally, he is, uh, the Mila is done, and then, fascinatingly, Sipora and the boys disappear. They're nowhere in the story anymore. Chazal say they went back. What changed? Moshe took them, but he, he realized that it's dangerous. He did Brismila. Okay, done. She did Brismila, actually. Right? So, so what happened? They went back. What changed Moshe's mind? What happened? Says Rav Tzadok in the pre-Tzadik, source 11, 
The secret is He put them on a donkey. What donkey? Rashi quotes. Hachamor. The donkey. Hu chamor This is a very special donkey. Hu achamor shechavash Avram l'akedas Yitzchak. It's the donkey that Avram took to go to l'akedas Yitzchak. V'hu she'asin melacha Mashiach lihigalas alav. And it's the donkey that Mashiach's going to come on. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk says, Ani v'rochev al hachamor. Mashiach's going to come, poor riding on a donkey. So it's a special donkey. Says the Pritzadik, that's a really old donkey. Right, it last many thousands of years. Obviously not, says the Pritzadik. We're not talking about the same donkey. We're talking about a metaphor. We're talking about a message here. Ubevadai, says Rabbi Tzadok, who we haven't done enough of. Ubevadai, ain't apir shachamor alafim shana. No. The point is an attitude. What does it mean by Yarkivema la chamor? What did Avraham do when he took the chamor? Chamor, as we know, many Sfarim point out, chamor is chumrius, chamor is gashmius, chamor is the physical, chamor is everything that we have in Olam Hazeh. Avinu took his whole physical life and overcame and shattled it all to Ruchnius and was able to perfect it and not let it get the better of him. He was makdashit, he imbued kedusha, and that's what it means, he rode the donkey, the donkey didn't ride him. The Ruchnius was all a tool for him to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When he left the donkey, Shvulachem Po Im HaChamor. And he left it with Yishmael. What does the Chazal say? Amadomel HaChamor. What does that mean? Chas V'Shal. We're not calling a nation a donkey. But what are we doing? We're saying other nations, let the Chumriyas, let the Gashmias drive what their value system is. Unlike we are Vayarkivem Al HaChamor. Moshe Rabbeinu was nervous on both sides to leave his family in Midian, what's going to happen to them while I'm gone? But also, to bring them to Mitzrayim, I don't know what's going to be there. So meanwhile, he takes them. But he puts them on the Chamar, trying to imbue into them the message, says Rabbi Sadok, of channeling the Ruchnius. And then what, it, what does it come to? Brismila. What happens by Brismila? What's Brismila about? If not, channeling our physical urges and our physical body in order to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Bottom right. And once he imbued that in them, he said, you know what? Now it's good, now it's safe. Now you can go back. After he was and he talked to them on the way about this important message. That's what Avram did. That's what Moshe did. And that is what is the future for all the world. When Mashiach comes, Ani... Because then the whole world is going to recognize that all this world is really a tool and a vehicle just to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? There's going to be Das Hashem all over the place. And that's the Chamor, that's the message of being Markiv on the Chamor throughout history at all the times. The beginning of our nation. Do you think each one? Avram is the beginning of the individuals of our nation. Moshe Rabbeinu here is the beginning of the birth of our nation and then at the, the, the ultimate destiny of our nation in the times of Mashiach. Okay, last thought for the evening is a Rav Nevenzal. I gave you four pages of Rav Nevenzal. It's really a ten-page mamar. It's beautiful, uh, but just I just gave you four because I couldn't give you the whole thing, but feel free to look at it. Two words. Says Rav Nevenzal, we're about to start the Mitzrayim story. There is one theme 
that follows through at almost every step of the way in, Bre- in Shmos and Va'era and Bo and Beshalach and Yisro. All five Parshias. There's one theme. Hakaras Atov. Hakaras Atov. He says, you know, it's very, it's very hard, you know, sometimes for us to always recognize the good that other people do for us. And he says, we all have such great excuses. We have such great excuses. And he quotes them on line 21. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, there's so much here. He says, yeah, he, I'm not masalito, shilantilo. You know, he did that for me, you know what, buddy? You know, you know, he owed me. He owed me, or I paid him back already. Or, how hard was that for him to do for me? Come on. Yeah, he did it. He was passing by anyway. Three. That's what you call a good? What? How much How much did that help me out? Four. You know, it's not such a, you know, I could have done that too. Next page. He was going. He didn't focus that he was doing it for me. Right? You know how much I've done for him in the life? We have all the excuses in the book. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar goes through one by one. But one of the esodos of our faith, of our nation, is Akaras Atov. And it starts off with the beginning of the parsha. Vayaka Melachadash. Paro gets up. Is it the new paro, the old paro? Either way. Either way, it's Kfui Tova. If it's the same paro, whoa. He remembers what Yosef did for him. If it's a new paro, well, you never read history books. You don't know what happened a couple hundred years ago. Either way, kfui tova. And as we know, hakaras hatov in the positive way to people leads to hakaras hatov to Hashem, like the Sefer Chinech discusses, but keep it of aim. Kfui tova of people leads to kfui tova of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what did Paro say, say soon after he rejected Goodness, and he was kavui tovat to Yosef and his nation. Miach kadosh baruch hu, who is Hashem? Kavui tovat people leads to kavui tovat, right? Lo yadas Yosef leads to lo yadati as Hashem. And of course, we have it throughout the parshios, the more famous ideas, Moshe Rabbeinu not being able to hit the hit the dirt. Right, because the dirt covered up the mitzri, not being able to hit the yam, because the, da- the yam saved him, right, for, uh, the makas dam and makas vardeya. So again, you ha- we have this throughout. We have this throughout. And the last one, as he notes, many svarim notes, what was the message of Moshe Rabbeinu not hitting the, the, the water and the dirt? That's the raya, that akaras atov is not just for the receiver. Because there is no receiver there. Hakaras Atov is for the thanker. It's part of who we are. It helps shape who we are. It's a reflection and it's a cause. It's a siman and it's a siba. And throughout this story of the birth of our nation, we have it over and over again. The lack of it and the positive nature, right? Emotion Rabbeinu, remember back in Parsha, later on in Parsha's Matos, Hashem says, take revenge from the Midyanim. And he doesn't go. Sends Pinchas. Why? According to Wamshan and Chazal, hey, Midian? They were my, they were my, uh, I ran there. I ran there afterwards. They protected me. They protected me. Right? Mitzrayim. Even in Mitzrayim. Tenth generation. They're not as bad as Ammon and Moab. Right? Why? Because 
We had a place to live. We had a place to live. They threw our babies in the river. But a basic midah, and again, it goes throughout. I didn't give you, again, the whole article, but again, it's something that we have to look at. Both the negative and the positive of the Mitzrayim, and we have to realize that this is the basis. We are Yehudim. Hapam Odes Hashem. It's part of who we are, and we have to always make sure that we make it part of who we are. We don't think of it as a something embarrassing, that we need others. Hashem created the world that way, and we have to make sure that we give people the proper recognition.